Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Muhammad Seymour head football coach John Atkins, and we are closing in on kickoff for the 2022 season. So, coach, uh, glad to have you today. Yeah, Fred, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I would think this particular team is going to be pretty special for you. It's going to be the first group of seniors you've had all the way from freshman through senior year. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Any Anytime you get a a chance to see a group go all the way through, right? Kind of like where you started. Um, you know, the, these kids don't know any different, right? And, and we've kind of talked about that and, you know, with, with these kids as well. Um, it, it's always special when you get to see a class uh, for all four years. And, and again, just the, the growth that they've made um, individually, you know, as a whole, as a class, um, and then certainly us, you know, as a program, uh, you, you're right, it's, it, it's pretty special. So I remember talking to you uh, shortly before that season, four years ago, and you said, I feel like I have a pretty good freshman class. And I said, well, how many are you going to bring up to JV? How many to varsity? You said, none. I'm going to keep them all together. T talk a little bit about that decision and, and how you feel like that has paid off now uh, down the road. Yeah, you know, and, and kind of, you know, did, has their own thoughts or, or views, you know, with their programs. But it, that's just something that I strongly believe in. Um, you know, is keeping those kids together, having the success as a class together, you know, the, the, the celebrations and then certainly, you know, the, the losses, but just kind of developing and building that camaraderie amongst themselves. Um, I truly feel um, that it's one of the reasons that, that, our, that our climate and, and overall culture um, is what it is right now is, is because those kids are so close. And, and again, it's kind of even spread out throughout our entire program. You know, we got juniors and sophomores that are really close with some of these seniors as well, you know, just through developing the, these bonds and everything. And, and again, I, you know, as, as very often as we can, can do it, um, that's absolutely the goal is, is to keep those kids, you know, at the freshman level, keep that class together and, and, and having success together and, and continuing to build for, for the next, you know, three years uh, after their freshman season. So in this particular senior group, did, did you see this kind of potential back when they were freshmen or have they kind of exceeded what you might have thought uh, possible back three years ago? No, you, you know, I, I definitely felt it was a special group. Um, you know, not, not only the numbers uh, were, were obviously were high and, and, and that's always a good starting point, um, but then the overall talent level was there, the size was there. Um, the coachability, right? I could go on for days about just how great, you know, great these kids are. Um, and, and, and so I, I, would, I would be lying if I said um, I didn't expect these, this out of these kids. Um, but expectations are one thing, right? And, and, and we can sit here all day and say, you know, they have potential. Um, but these kids have certainly earned where they're at right now. Um, again, it's, it's one thing to have success at the freshman level. And in their case, they went eight and one when they were freshmen. Um, it's a whole nother to carry that over up into their junior year. And, and then certainly hopefully this year as well, they they've had to work for it. Um, and that's exactly what they've done. Again, a testament to them as, as great kids, um, as a great class overall. Um, but yeah, I, I, I absolutely expected this out of these kids. So how ironic is it to kick off the 2022 football season at home against Morton on Friday, uh, August 26th, against a team that eliminated you in the last game you played in the in the uh, state quarterfinals a year ago? 
Well, I can tell you that there's probably not going to be any any motivation that I need to say coming out of my mouth. Um, the, these kids have been ready for that game, you know, since since they knocked us out in, in November 16th or 13th. I can't remember what that day was, but um, they've been waiting for this moment. And, and again, they've had a great offseason, um, you know, knowing the fact that, that they get to open up with Morton, the, the, the team that kind of ruined their season, so to speak. Um, yeah, they, they, they're absolutely ready to go and, and, and it's going to be electric. It's, I'm excited for our kids and our community. Um, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and we've talked to the kids, you know, this week, you know, in particular about, you know, what it means to, to start the season and, and to set the season off right. And, you know, as much as, as much as we want revenge, right, Re revenge is kind of a makeup for the past and and we don't want to look at the past right we we just want to worry about this program and moving forward and what this year is going to look like um and certainly setting the stage or, or starting off the season right um is only going to help this year so it's going to be a lot of fun can't wait for august 26th talk about how that game got on the schedule because it, it was already scheduled by the time you played them in the playoffs last year wasn't it uh if it wasn't like right around that time it was shortly after um, and it was a combination of because um, we, we scheduled a two year contract with with Canton. Um, and, and so last year we went down to Canton. Uh, and, and, and after that, you know, they had kind of felt like it wasn't necessarily a good matchup for them. Um, same thing ended up happening with with Morton. Um, they felt like their week one matchup, I believe it was going to be Eureka. Maybe don't quote me on that. Uh, but they felt like that wasn't going to be a good matchup for them. So long story short, the Canton AD contacted Mr. Hensley and, and basically said, you know, we, we don't really want to play you guys in week one next year, but we have a replacement for you. Uh, and it's Morton and they're going to they're going to come to your place. And uh, Mr. Hensley didn't even have to ask me because he knew what my answer was going to be. And, and he jumped right all over that. And again, um, extremely excited for for that opportunity again morton's a great program and and it's going to uh you know it's going to be a great test for our kids so again i'm excited um all things considered you know uh, that that's kind of who we want to be playing uh in, in a week one opener so there seems to be a lot of buzz around the community about bulldog football and, and i think it, it goes beyond just who you're opening with do you, do you get that sense as well I do, you know, and, and again, I, I expectations are high, right? And and they should be uh, returning as many starters as we're doing, you know, off an 11 and one uh, team last year. Um, again, the the work that we've put in, this is year four of the program, right? Like everything is kind of trending um, in the right direction, so to speak. And and so, uh, yeah, I think there should be a lot of buzz. And again, all off season, I, I talked to the kids about you know, we're, we're not the unknown anymore. Everybody knows about us and, and knows what we're capable of and knows what we're bringing back. And along those same lines, we have a target on our back now. And, and every single team that we play this year is going to give us their best game. Um, you know, you, you think about Charleston or Lincoln or, or Matt Toon or Taylor, whoever, um, you know, they, they might not do well against the, the six other opponents in the conference that they're going to play, but I can guarantee you when they play us, they're going to want to be the team that knocks us off. And, and so we've been preaching that to our kids all off season. And, and certainly we will, um, as this season moves forward, but. And this preseason, I would think for you is a lot different than last year, because going into last year, you were coming off that abbreviated uh, six game schedule. You were three and three. 
you had an untested varsity quarterback a year ago going into game one. I mean, you felt Wyatt Baum had potential, but he was still improving at the varsity level. Now this year, you know, you're coming off an 11-1 season. You've got, like you say, a bunch of starters back. Now talk about how, you know, going into this season is, is different than it was a year ago. Fred, it's, it's, it's been a different off season or, or beginning of season uh, for me in my entire 16 year career. Um, I've never had a team um, like this. And, and, and like you mentioned earlier, where we don't have question marks, um, you know, we, we we're replacing uh, a few seniors that, that had graduated. Um, but even those spots were, you know, we kind of knew um, who was going to take those spots. And, and so you're right, you know, and even last Friday, you know, when we had our, our meet the Bulldogs night and, and the scrimmage, um, it was it was unlike any other scrimmage I've ever done. You know, normally we split up the teams and and we're trying to, you know, see who's going to earn spots and, and still compete. And 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 we just didn't do that this year, because, again, we're, we're kind of more of the mindset of of we know who we have. We, we know what we got. Um, we know what we're capable of. Let's make sure we fine tune things, stay as healthy and as fresh as possible and go out and execute. And, and so, again, like you said, um, it has been a, a different, different summer and, and different beginning of the season for me uh, as a whole. And, and certainly, you know, for us as this program as well. So I want to go back to that, that six game COVID season of 2021 that started in March of 21 and, you know, ended like four months before you had to start your fall season. How difficult was it for you as a coach that year not to promote people like Wyatt Baum and, you know, get them ready for the future, get them prepared, as opposed to, you know, going with the senior class that year that, you know, that was their year, but they weren't going to be able to help you down the road. Yeah, I, I, that's, I mean, that's a great question. And, and I don't know, I don't know if difficult is, is maybe the, the, the right word or, or even the word that I would use. Um, but I just felt, I felt obligated um, because I wanted to honor those seniors, you know, they're great kids who, who had been with me, you know, for, since I've been here and, and, you know, the, the couple of years and, and again, they earned it, they, they deserved it. And, and truthfully, I'd kind of felt bad uh, for them that their fall season had been taken away from them. Um, and so again, to, to kind of honor them and in the best way that I, I knew how to at that time, um, was was to, to let them play those six-game seasons. Now, you know, within the rules, right, we, we still had a few exceptions here or there um, that, that unfortunately we had to overcome, um, and that's more of a, a program philosophy and, and uh, you know, as, as far as that's concerned. Um, but you mentioned, you know, you know why it, it specifically – you know, Braden's a great kid and, and, and Braden did nothing wrong to to not get to to um, play in those six games. And, and again, I kind of the honoring of him and, and, and giving him those six games, kind of letting him go out. And and we just tried to make it as fun and as, and as memorable uh, for those seniors as we possibly could, while still developing the, those younger kids and, and trying to get them you know ready for for that next fall season. And, and like you said, again, a lot of that can be learned through the example of the senior leadership that, that we had and, and why it did a great job uh, kind of studying and learning under Braden. And, and again, Braden was a great teacher. And that's just one example. Again, I could go on about the Hubbles and, and, and Grenadina. I mean, I could go on for days about just how awesome that class was 
to have to go through all the stuff that they did again, a fall season taken away from them, knowing they're only getting six games and, and basically no carrot at the end of the sticks as far as come conference championship or playoffs or anything. Uh, but they still came to work hard every single day. And like I said, they were great leaders and mentors for those underclassmen who were going to take over in the fall. So one of your philosophies over the year years has been to play as few kids as possible, both ways. Uh, how does that look going into this year? Are you going to have many, if any, uh, two-way players? Uh, less, less this year than 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 even last year, um, truthfully. And and that's a credit to to our numbers rising. Um, you know, we we got a few key kids out for the program now. Um, that again allows us to do that. You, you know, last year you can remember Fred. You know, Mitchell Gallier was was kind of a two-way player. His focus was defense. Uh, but occasionally we brought him over on the offensive side of the ball. You know, same thing with his brother Jack in a certain couple formations. Mateo kind of did the same thing as well. Um, you know, and then in the past, we, we've had a few different players. Noah Crowley, my first year, et cetera. Um, this year, we probably won't have any at all, to, to be honest with you. Um, and again, that's a credit to our numbers, credit to year four in the program and, 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 you know, everybody kind of still buying into the system and knowing and understanding the system uh, that we feel confident in, in the kids that we're going to put out on the field on that side of the ball. And of course, one of the big advantages is just the fact that when the offense is on the, the field and the defensive coaches can talk with their kids and not have to worry about, you know, maybe only have seven of the 11 there or not all the position players. And, and likewise, when the defense is on the field, the offensive coaches can talk. So, I mean, that that in itself is a huge advantage, isn't it? Oh, no question about it. And and I could go on for days about, you know, my philosophy and 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 why we do this and, and the benefits, you know, that 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 we see from it. Um, but you know, something as simple as that you just meant, said about, you know, coaches being able to coach up kids, you know, right then and there. And 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 kind of we live in a society that that kind of feeds off of that instant gratification as far as, you know, being able to right then and there, you know, think about sometimes and in, in, in the past, or if you don't platoon, the first time you might get the chance to coach that kid up might be halftime. And by then the kids probably forgot about play three and you certainly probably have as well. Um, so you're absolutely right to, to be able to give the, the feedback to those kids uh, right then and there to coach them up is, is definitely just one of the many benefits that, that we see out of our platooning system. So last year, you had two of the best receivers in the area and Dream Eagle and Quinton Rogers. Of course, Dream graduated. Who do you kind of see filling in as, as Rogers' counterpart this year? Yeah, you know, I, I, I would say it's going to be um, a collection of our wide receiver group, to, to be honest with you. Um, Valiant Walsh has had an awesome, you know, offseason and then has carried that over into an incredible summer. Um, you know, he's a senior, going to be a two-year starter for us now. He looks to have a great senior year. You know, we, we returned Braden Pagel at the slot as well. Adam Dyer has, has you know, his growth that, that he's made over the offseason has been incredible. So he's going to be another senior contributor. Um, and then we got another position battle going on between between sophomore Trey Peters um, and, and senior Ryan Kohler. So, you know, last year, like you mentioned, I kind of felt like we were maybe limited uh, uh, to, to two kids. Um, this year, I, I would say we're going to be even harder to stop from a standpoint of the, the returners, you know, the, the progress that, that they've made um, and, and being able to have, you know, those five to six to seven kids um, available at, at Wyatt Bomb's disposal, so to speak. 
So I know one of the, the things you had to deal with last year were, were injuries to some key kids. I'm thinking, you know, specifically of, of Luke Johnson that got hurt and missed, I don't know, almost two thirds of the season, maybe. How, how are some of those younger kids uh, like him and, and Yancey that were hurt last year? How are they coming back and, and looking as you head into game one? Yeah, well, you know, and, and again, l- you know, lucky to have uh, uh, Luke and and Ryan back for, you know, this next year. I would have I would have felt even worse, you know, if, if, if it was a Tyler, you can, you know, injury and, and he unfortunately had to miss his senior year. So, so these guys get another opportunity, another chance, and I'm happy for them. Um, they, again, they've done a great job in, in the off season and, and rehab and preparation for, for this season. So I feel really confident about those two uh, uh, getting out there and, and certainly helping us. Um, and like you mentioned, you know, it, it forced us last year to get some other kids, some reps, to step up, you know, I mentioned Braden Pagel earlier being one of them when Nolan had to switch, um, you know, to, to, to take over Luke's duties at, at running back, you know, Pagel was able to step into that slot and as a sophomore, get a lot of experience. Um, and, and truthfully, as a whole, we feel really good um, about our second units on both sides of the ball. Um, and again, that, that comes with what I said earlier about, you know, our numbers being up and, and being able to fully platoon, um, you know, our, our backup kids on, on both sides of the ball have, have, have also had a great summer and, and certainly are, are capable of, of, of getting great Friday night lights uh, uh, minutes as well. So as you look ahead to this season, um, you know, I, I know going back to, to the freshman a couple of years ago, then when Jack Gallier was a freshman, you did promote him. What, what was it about him? And then, I mean, not only did he play, I mean, he was uh, all conference, all areas a freshman too. So, I mean, obviously a special player, but what, what did you see for him in him that made you feel like he was ready for that transition as a freshman? Yeah. You know, and, and him and Luke, actually, we, we brought both of them up um, their freshman year um, and both of them ended up starting. And, and I would say that's, that's number one that, that has to happen. Um, if or or when, in this case, if we're ever going to bring up a freshman, um, we're not going to bring them up to sit on the bench. That that just, again, I don't believe in that. Might as well keep them down there and, and let them get game reps and experience. Uh, <clears throat> so certainly those two started for us um, in, in that COVID season. And again, it, it was due in large part to kind of a, a, a lack of numbers in certain positions. I, I wouldn't say, you know, as a whole, um, our numbers were, were pretty good that year, but, but in key positions, you know, a couple injuries here and, and, and then again, just, just not having enough linebackers in, in Luke's case, uh, we felt obligated to, to bring him up and, and Jack as well. And we also knew that they could handle it, you know, uh, again, it's, it's very rare. And, and so that makes it, you know, special. Uh, when you're brought up to play varsity football as a, as a freshman, that means that the coaches really believe in you and, and think that you can get the job done for us. And certainly in both of their cases, um, they did and, and, and had great years. You mentioned Jack, you know, being a, now a two-time all-area player. Um, we felt he could handle it, uh, and, he, and he did, and, and we're kind of, you know, proud or, or happy, so to speak, that he got that experience not only for last year, but then, but then certainly for this year as well. This is probably a tough question, maybe an impossible question, but what would you pick as one or two strengths of the team this year? Mm, man, <laughs> um, that, that is a very tough question. Um, and, and I say that to say, because I feel like, I feel like we have a lot of strengths. Um, if, if you look at us on the offensive side of the ball, um, I would say we're very dangerous 
from a standpoint of we can go five wide and hurt you through the air with the number one passer in the state of Illinois returning on one play. And then the very next play, we can go double tight. And then the very next play, we'll bring in our diesel and we'll go double tight, double wing. Um, the, the things that we're able to do offensively, again, with the skill set that we have, with the five guys up front that we have, um, and certainly the talent at wide receiver that we have, um, I think that makes us very dangerous to not only prepare for, uh, but, but certainly try to then go out and, and, and stop. Um, and on the flip side of that, uh, I got to be honest with you, Fred, and, and I know I'm biased, um, but I would venture to say that, that I would put our six guys in the box defensively up against any six, ba- uh, six guys in the box in, in the state of Illinois in Class 5A. Um, as a whole, collectively, those six kids have got to be some of the most talented kids um, in the state in Class 5A. And, and so I definitely think that that's where we excel on, on that side of the ball. Um, and even then, I, I say all of that to say we return three two-year starters in the secondary. Um, mm-hmm. Two of those guys are three-year starters. Um, so I, I don't know that, that we even necessarily have, have a weak link. Um, and I certainly don't know if, if I can just pick one, um, strong suit, if that makes sense. Again, I, I feel, I feel like this is a very complete team, um, special teams included Kyle Walmer. I can't say enough good things about the, the work. Uh, that he's put in in the offseason, and certainly he's going to put it out on display. Hopefully we don't have to kick too many field goals because that means we're scoring touchdowns. Uh, but even if we do, I have all the confidence in the world in him getting out there. And and so, again, I think complete is a great word to use for for this team uh, and, and this program this season. So let's give a little shout out there. Who, who are the six guys in the box that you expect to, to really carry the load this year? Yeah, you know, so so defensively um, at linebacker, we return Nick Golden, uh, honorable mention, um, all state linebacker last year. Again, great offseason. Two new additions, uh, Ben Wagner and Brennan Hauser. Uh, Brennan's not necessarily a new addition. Uh, he played his freshman and sophomore year. Um Unfortunately for us, took last year off to kind of focus on wrestler. Uh, wrestling ended up getting third in state, uh, so had a great year. Uh, and again, we're we're lucky and blessed to to have him back out for the team. Uh, he's going to do a great job at at our middle linebacker spot, filling in for Mitchell Gallier. Um, and then on our D line, you know, we return uh, well, like we've already mentioned, Jack Gallier, who's a two time All Area defensive lineman. We also return Mateo Casillas who is an all-conference player and, again, uh, uh, placed, uh, again, I think third maybe in, in, in wrestling in the, in the state. Um, so he's looking to have a great senior year. Um, and then Ryan Yancey at the nose guard, again, coming back off that injury, looking to have an incredible senior year um, with, with Javon Irwin right behind him, pushing him, um, you know, to, to also get some reps as well. So those six and a half to, to seven guys, um, have had a, have done an awesome job. And again, I, I can't wait to see those guys play. Sometimes I, I'm going to feel like I'm a fan watching them. There, there's no doubt about that. And how about the, the offensive line? Those guys usually go unnoticed. Let's give them a little bit of recognition now. They do, you know, and, and again, Wyatt will be the first one to tell you this, that, that he doesn't break school records and, and be the number one passer in the state w- without those guys. And, 
And, uh, you know, we're replacing a, a, a few of them, a few key spots, um, but we're also returning a, a couple great leaders um, and, and seniors for that matter. Uh, right tackle, we will start with, with Colton Metcalf-Poulos. He's a sophomore. Again, we feel extremely confident in him. Um, possibly thought about bringing him up last year. That's, that's, how, that's how much confidence we had in him. But back to, you know, one of our earlier questions, we felt it'd be best to keep him down there and have success uh, with that freshman team. And, and certainly they did by, by going eight and one. Um, at, at right guard, Marshall Bacar returns. He's a senior, again, great leader, makes a lot of our calls and checks. Um, it's kind of like Coach Seaver's right-hand man um, out there on, uh, you know, on the front lines for, with those guys. Uh, replacing at center, uh, replacing Braden Smith uh, is going to be Tyson Finch. Um, and again, Tyson's going to be a sophomore. We did actually bring him up for two games last year, and then certainly he dressed throughout the playoffs for us. Uh, Smitty got banged up a little bit in practice. Um, so we gave Tyson some second half reps there against uh, Peoria Richwoods when, when we went up there for that, that actually that freshman game that Thursday got canceled. So we brought Tyson with us on Friday. So, so he could get his feet wet there a little bit and did a great job. And again, expect him to, to have a great year uh, left guard. We return again, senior McCain Didier. Uh, this will be his third year starting for us. Um, all conference linemen, I, again, just can't say enough great things uh, about McCain and, and how he's brought some leadership uh, to that offensive line as well, as well as his experience, you know, being that three-year starter. And then rounded off with, with our left tackle, Mitchell Gilbert. Uh, Mitchell, uh, again, played his freshman and sophomore year, took, took last year off, um, but is back as a senior, uh, great size, great feet has had an incredible summer. Uh, and, and again, we expect him to have a great senior year as well. So uh, extremely excited and, and, and proud uh, of what those five guys have done up to this point. And, and like I said, looking forward to, to having them lead that, that awesome offensive group this whole year. Before I let you go, one other question. I want to ask about the schedule because it looks a little interesting this year. You start with two home games, you go away for two games, you come back for three home games, and then you wind up the regular season with two on the road. And generally, you don't have that kind of split. It's more usually like home away, home away, and maybe have one or two in a row. How, how did this particular schedule come to pass? Yeah, you know, and you're right. We would love to have it home away, right? Kind of balance it out a little bit. Um, but it's basically the flip of what, of what it was last year. You know, we, we started two on the road and, and then came home for two, but then had to go on the road for three and kind of felt like we were missing, missing Frank Dutton uh, field, you know, there, there for a while, those three away games. So it's kind of nice that it flips for us and, and we get three, uh, three at home in a row. Uh, so we'll certainly embrace that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it, it is what it is. And if we had five in a row, uh, on the road, we, we would deal with it and, and we would show up to play ball on Fridays and, and certainly be ready to go. Um, but, you know, you talked about the, the schedule as a whole. Uh, definitely, there, it's no secret that, that the beginning of our schedule is, is the toughest. And, and we're absolutely going to see what we're made of and, and what this team and what this program is, is capable of this year right out the gates, you know, with, with Morton and then follow that up with, with Effingham and Mount Zion, respectively. And, and like I said, it's, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge, but but certainly I, I think you and everybody else out there knows that, that these boys are going to be up for that challenge and and we're looking forward to it. 
And there's a whole lot of people looking forward to, to Bulldog football this year. So, well, Coach, anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? Uh, again, just extremely excited for, for this season. I uh, can't wait to get going, and, and we'll, get her, we'll get her kicked off on the 26th. All right. We've been talking today to John Atkins, the fourth-year varsity football coach at Muhammad Seymour. John, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it, Fred. Thank you.